Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tabula Rasa commentary for Season 2, Episode 3, Lunch Rush. This is the director, Anna Rodriguez, and with me is the assistant director, Dave Morgan. Hello. And the fantabulous writer, Jack Kalk. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. Hola. So this first scene um, is actually a reference back to Season 1, Episode 5. Um, thanks a lot, Jack. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, uh, as, as I, I was previously telling Jack right before we started this commentary, I conveniently keep all my sessions. So I, I just literally went back to the original session, took out the music and the original buzzing, and just remixed uh, mixed it down and just plopped it in. So That was smart. Everything's fine. Yeah. I was worried because I was I like, how is she going to get access to this when she already put music underneath it? But you, of course you saved your sessions because you're prepared. Yes, I somehow knew this would happen. Um, well, the story is don't throw anything out ever. Exactly. Yeah, you never know when your writer's going to go nuts and make you go, take this from episode two. Fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going back to one of the first three episodes. I don't think it's going to happen. So this is when Danica gets scary. It's not. Yes. Do you understand um, why we do the things we do? It's, it's good to, to have Danica around. Of course um, I do. Yeah. We're, we, we still have a... Um, it's still rather ambiguous as to where they are right now. Um, but we do know that Gats and Jane and Danica were all hanging out sometime before the events of the first episode of the show. So... Yeah. And obviously before um, she moved to Chicago. Um, yeah. Are you all right? That that. I guess it's not too spoiler spoilery to say that they all worked together. Before they came, before yeah. Gats but Jane at, were at this to point, if, at this point, if you didn't get that, you yeah, have, you haven't not, you haven't been paying attention to the show. <laughs> um, also, we had uh, James Rossi as Keith Finch in there because mm -hmm. he's driving her to work. Yep. Because someone's got to. Because someone had to get herself into captivity. Thanks, Liza. God, Liza. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> Um, and here we have the very lovely, lovely, lovely Karina Barroso singing by her side. Name is As we mentioned Sarah. last month, if you have not purchased this, what is wrong with My you? Name is Sarah. You, <laughs> you need to purchase this song. It is gorgeous. The entire this this minute monologue does not do it justice. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a a worthwhile song to have on your media player of choice. As the pieces fall into place. I'm starting to realize I don't have the blank slate I thought I did. I, I, I kind of... This this monologue is sort of a lot more fourth wall breaky than the last one. But I don't really mind so much because Jane never actually says it. You know? It's just kind of a... Hey, audience, this is the show. I, I think when it comes to the monologue, and especially since it's the opening theme, it's, it's, it's allowed. You know? Mm -hmm. As long as she doesn't do it in the show itself, it's, yeah, it's allowed. 64 hours since our last contact with Dr. Finch. Sergeant so here we are in uh, McGrath's, uh, well, Clark's old office, but now McGrath's office. And we've got Mindy, uh, Sanvi, and we've got Pete as Nathan. Yes. And as well as Kristen as Lakeisha. Oh, yes, and Raphael. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and Chris as Raphael. 
suggests that I, the police, though, I didn't scroll down enough the in the script. <laughs> Whoops. No, no worries. I should, I should get into the habit of like putting all the characters in a scene at the top of a scene, so we don't have a problem with that. First world problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So the piece under this uh scene, as usual, is a Woodward piece. It's titled. Let me see. Honcho Graham from Birmingham. It's an odd title, but I like it. Yep. You think his assassination has something to do with this? Pickett tried to kill him. The Galilean Moon connection is is too strong to be coincidence. I'm trying to get a hold of the security footage from Wrigley that I really like that Raphael has this knowledge that he just kind of like like it's like trivial things that he's like oh by the way those are the names of the Galilean moons. <laughs> yeah, I needed somewhere to put that in there. But, you know, the thing about Raphael is, like, he was originally supposed to be, like, the original concept for him was, like, he's the smart one. He's such a goofball, but he's the smart one. Um, I think of him sort of like um, Fitz and Simmons from, um, is that her name? Simmons? Yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, which I've only seen the pilot for. But, um, you know, sort of in that vein. But he's sort of just become just... Let's move. A very loyal. He's a good cop, but he's not like a genius the way I originally thought he would be. Uriah. <clears throat> um, that's yeah. sort of being the Listen, genius is sort of being repurposed to a character that we've recently no, cast. So this, I, I'm officially dubbing this episode the Muzak episode <laughs> because in six scenes I have Muzak going. Yes, we're Ganymede drinks. Yeah. So. I got to, for once, I really took advantage of the uh, ambiences in this uh, episode because I got to use a lot of Woodward's vocal stuff, which we don't really get to do because it's it's a stylistic choice on my end as a director, but I don't like to use things with vocals in it Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when I'm scoring. So I I thought it was nice to be able to use some vocal stuff, Um, which, since I mentioned it, this is called uh, Fear is Free. By uh, Josh Woodward. You've seen what he did mm-hmm. say. We've got Tom Stitzer as Gats, and we've got um, Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede. And they're hanging out at Jerry's. Who's played by Perry Whittle. Yep. Yes, Perry's other character on this show, the one who doesn't die. Fine. Water for you. Vodka tonic for you, right? You know me too well. And. No so, because, you know, plotting at a bar is not suspicious at all. No, not at all. Perfect. And we go from one bar to another. Yes. Uh, the title of this episode, Dickens Reference. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dickens wrote a lot about the lunch rush. It's actually the subject of his longest novel. Um, Excuse me. We're not open for but, uh, we're not here to eat. I just this was I'm another one where it's like mm, title, Dickens, or just make something up, make something up. <coughs> works. It works. No, the title definitely works for this uh, for this do? episode. Um, What's this about? So we have Danica actually being hiding out in the open, essentially, talking so nonchalantly to the Oregon C team. Mm-hmm. Left his only daughter high and dry with his bar. How dare you, Dave? I'm sorry. If I did, Wait, I'd go after him myself. <laughs> here's here's another lie. Uh, we must have missed you. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Meyer, 
Meyer Jones. I know you are just um, about to open that, This feels important. Meyer is the name of a character so in Gatsby. All right. Um, you two check out the So it's, it's actually her... Um, I still have a few questions for you got it. Yes, you know, it's her. It's her given name, uh, like like Ganymede or Sarah or Gats. Got it. Um, we are also. Um, yeah. Calvin Finch was supposed to have a name like that too, but I, I ended up taking it away from him. Uh, because it was it was one of those things like aha red herring, but it didn't actually make sense. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of it. And he went back to being Calvin uh, after John Calvin. What stage? You know, the one where we claw desperately in one or two sentences before just getting sucked under by the quicksand of awkward silence. It's <laughs> again, line that feels like a Pete Adlib that I wrote for him. Yeah, because uh, at, at this point you can really, you can almost, almost anticipate. You're learning to write Pete. Yeah. I really, I speak Pete now, I think. <laughs> oh dear. Me too. Um, we still love you, Pete. Don't stop ad-libbing. Uh, no. Hold on to that, Pete. <laughs> Tell me what. I am thinking about retiring. Let's see. Uh, in the previous scene, the music in that scene was How to Succeed in Symphony. And this scene is scored with the title piece, The Longest Dream. It's a little of that. It's a little what happened at the nightclub. So. And we have Clark here. He's not usually one to speak in a personal matter, but he is opening up to Jane, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Clark like, is really not like the first. Clark is not the first person to say the words "What the hell?" I might as well tell somebody <laughs> to Jane, um, because she's so non-threatening. Yeah. Um, and people want to trust her, which is important. If I say that, that's not too spoilery, um, but that's important. Thank you. But you're not going to leave until you find Liza. Absolutely not. Once she's home safe, then I'm done. Clark, I mean, Pete, (laughs) did some really nice reads, and he actually had one ad-lib for the previous line. It was really good, but it just, it got a little lengthy, and it actually didn't, it it got to the point where it was out, the song got cut off, because the song ended, and it was Mm -hmm. just a matter of, like, you know, choosing between the ad lib and what was written, and you know, p- picking a different song. But I just I went with you know because I felt that song really fit that scene. Right. So yeah, it was one of those few times where I chose to go with written at rather than ad lib. So I'm sorry, Pete, but it was a very good ad lib, and I can't remember what he said, but it was a good ad lib. That would be a cool thing to include in like a special features thing. Yeah, should get on that. We have Hannah come back this month. Yes, welcome back, Hannah. Yay! Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that we never get an episode with both Hannah and her sons, though. It's fine. Uh, right? It's either her or her sons in the episode. It's nothing. <sighs> Which isn't intentional. It just kind of worked out that way. But I might keep it just because I think it's funny. <laughs> also, we're, we're back in the sub shop where Keith likes to hang out. Um... It's a sub shop because that's where I like to write Tabula Rasa sometimes at the Jimmy John's by my apartment. Oh, stop. Um, why do I keep calling actors by their characters' names? Hannah, she had several ad-libs. Turns out her uncle owned a sub shop in Chicago. 
and and, and a few of her ad libs. I don't know. I can't remember if in the final mix I included one or not. I don't think I did, and I'm sorry, Hannah. But she would. I forgot his. But, but she would name the sub shop after her uncle's. It was just the most awesome thing. And and the other awesome thing is she was actually eating and drinking throughout her lines. <laughs> you yes. know. So. Good job, Hannah. Thank you. Hannah totally rocked it this method episode. acting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to send Hannah an email because we're going to have another episode take place in the sub shop in episode six. Just send her an email about that. And I think I think it's I ended up not using it because I wanted to run it by you to see if the use of the name was OK. And I completely I think it just passed me and I never ended up emailing you. But yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah, we should do that. Angelo's. Cool. That's, that's what it was. It was the name of the sub shop was Angelo's. Angelo's. I'm making a note right now. Perfect. Yeah. Um, there we go. I was about to read my line out loud. I like the, the note I'm putting it next to for that scene. Definitely don't want to spoil that. Okay. Damn it, Velasquez, will you listen to me? I like how no one can say Velasquez the same way in this show. Which, which, which like, works, because no one can say Velasquez the same in real life, either. It's keeping you from doing your job. I am investigating just fine. You're cracking lies about shells You people with the last name Velasquez say it differently. <laughs> exactly. Listen, Rafael, oh, no. I'm not oh, no. What have I done? I you've had a oh, no. I get it. But I'm married, okay? To a man I love very much with whom I okay. have two oh, boys. Crap. Let's go meet back with McGrath. Jane and Clark should be here soon. McGrath. I understand if you did it in the heat of the moment, but I want you to... Awkward. Awkward. So, yeah, about what I did when you were about to die. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Raphael's very embarrassed by it. Clark, Jane, over here. Um, if you'll excuse me, I think I have a table waiting. <laughs> Danica slips away. Lunch rush. All hands on deck. <laughs> she said the title. So. <laughs> Not getting anything out here. Drink. I don't know if anyone's actually said tabula rasa in this show, besides like in the. I'm pretty sure they haven't. No. I, that's pretty intentional. Um, that would be too meta. <laughs> it would be. I don't like saying the title of the show. Also, um, Clark says "as you wish," which is definitely put in there because I was thinking at the time, whenever Clark said "as you wish," he was really saying "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> New shipping. <laughs> no, please familiar. don't. It's not gonna happen. like how? Jane. So, if you're very, very, if you're listening very, very carefully, there's a new element to this buzzing. To the flash. Also, yeah, um, cool. That great seamless transition from the line that Dave recorded like half a year ago. Yeah, new one. That's just credit to to you, Dave, because it's almost sounded like you recorded the lines at the same time. But yeah, that that line was recorded a year ago. Well, it helps. I'm pretty much using my own voice. I think I pitched it up a little, but yeah, I went back right before I recorded that and had to go back and listen. I was like, how did I do that? I, okay, all right. Yeah, no, it was. It sounded like it was all one line, but it was really two recorded and months apart. So kudos, Dave. Thank you. We're flashing back to right before the episode events of episode one, the very mm -hmm. first scene. Um, which is this is probably the last we're going to see of it. This is pretty much everything that happened. Was Jane got shot? Um, gets like didn't know what to do, so we went to Europa. Europa agreed to help. Right, Gats ran away. 
Um, and Jane somehow got out of the cell and began stumbling down Irving Park and found her way to Liza's house. Um, and Lakeisha and Raphael mistook her for Getz. And yeah. Also, also her line, least I could do, is a reference to a webcomic that Alison Moser is obsessed with. No. I guess not. Thank you for your time, Miss Jones. We'll get out of here. I, so yeah, and I think it's what three times in this episode you've used scenes from. Yeah, I'm sorry. Episodes. It's a very flashy back episode, but you'll notice yeah. Jane doesn't remember any of that, any of what just happened. She doesn't remember. Hence, why there was a new element to the buzzing and to the flash. I wonder what yes. that was. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we have another fight. Let's go, Uriah. Uriah? Who the hell are you talking about? You're not him. I came here because I know you drink here. So when, let me when Lucas hey, took the swing up. at Gats and Ganymede, of course, we're Get in a bar. There's going to be other people in there. So you sort of heard people kind of scattering away. Um, and at the last minute, I had to use one of those stock <gasps> gas as people are running off. I, it kind of sounded cheesy, but I was hoping it was buried enough that it didn't call it, it itself out. No, it works. Yeah. So... And of course, there's lines from just earlier in the episode. I'm just <laughs> flashing back Sorry. to earlier in the episode. Now, we've come full circle. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> in the future. We just missed it. Just when? Just then. Just now. Ah, it's such a great movie. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so I was... I'm still on the fence of how this worked out. Because here we've got Danica and Uriah. In, you know, like actually in person together. So I have both their themes in this scene. And I'm hoping the transition worked. But like, I'm still kind of on the fence about it. But yeah, here we've got Deep Haze, which is Kevin McLeod, which is Danica's piece as she walks out. Here we have Moonlight Requiem by Zero Project, which is Uriah's theme. Is this because I so I'm hoping this works. I was kind of like struggling so much over the scene. Because we have like two evils in person. And poor Evil squared. Yeah, exactly. And poor Liz is right there. Shut up. Just shut up. So be it. Well, see you later. Cal just gets up and walks away. <laughs> like, all right. Be that way, Liza. Walk, walk, walk. But yeah, um, I really, I really liked this episode. I think it worked, especially in the crunch that I wrote it in, um, because I was in the middle of working on three shows at the time. Um, but I really like the scene where Lucas gets, especially the scene where Lucas gets um, confused for Uriah. Um, Everybody gets confused for Uriah at some point, I feel like. Ganymede does. Yeah, whatever. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just going to stop digging myself a hole right now. Um, thank you all very much for joining us for this episode. Um, be sure to tune in next month as things start to ramp up slightly, I, I guess you could say. Yep, yep, yep. I forget the title of the next episode. Let me... Uh, Tom Stitzer as Call up all your fortitude. Oh, I like that one. I forgot about how much I like that one. 
Mark Zarekor as Lucas Cameron. Oh, and thank you, Brian, for reading our credits. Hey, Brian. Thank you very much, Brian. Um, so let us know what you thought of the episode. Contact us at dependent websites. Uh, pe on the pendant website, on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Yaka Group, forum, boards, assistant director, email, smoke signals, smoke signals, reviews on iTunes. Yes. Yes. In fact, leave a review if you haven't left one yet. Let us know what you think, and hopefully it's a, a very good review. Yes, my website needs more positive quotes. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next month. Yep. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Private hurricane. Wow, that was really I early. Yeah, he's, he's still reading credits. The Raven and the Swan by Josh Woodward. Believe me, she didn't have the patience. Now I'm a baby. God, Can you tell I woke up like an hour ago? <laughs> I'm leaving this in, by the way. <laughs> oh no! For more information, Now we're done. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Catch you next month. All right, bye.